What is up, Lit and Lucid Podcast fans? We are happy to have you back for season six of the show. This season is brought to you by Lit Dispensary and Steve's Goods, both located in the beautiful state of Colorado. Visit our website, litlucid.com, to learn more about our two sponsors and to view our previous episodes. And if you are enjoying the show, be sure to share with a friend and give us a review on your favorite platform. Without further ado, here are your hosts, Lucy and Jared. Welcome, everybody, to the Lit and Lucid podcast. We are here in season six of the show, so thank you all to everybody who's been listening to us and joining us along the way. We appreciate it. Today, we have Morris Beagle on the show. He is a cannabis and hemp advocate and entrepreneur. He is the co-founder of We Are For Better Alternatives, which is an umbrella company that includes a host of really amazing companies, including the NOCO Hemp Expo. It's currently the largest industrial hemp conference in America. Uh, He also has Silver Mountain Hemp Guitars, where he creates hemp guitars and some other really cool products out of hemp as well. Free Tree Hemp Paper Company. They print a lot of different things on hemp paper. Um, The Southern Colorado Hemp Expo, and he's also a part of the Let's Talk Hemp podcast. So Morris is really um, a really great resource for all things hemp. He's been running this expo for about six years in Colorado. So we're excited to have Morris on the show. He's going to teach us a lot about hemp, a little bit how he started um, and where he's going. What's up, Morris? What's going on? Hey there. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Yes, thank you. It seems like we're Colorado neighbors. We are. Yeah, we're not too far away, yeah. We've been been bouncing all over the last couple of seasons, so we're happy to kind of settle back in your home state and and focus on some of these really great entrepreneurs and advocates here in Colorado. So we're stoked we finally got to connect and to have you here kicking off season six in in our hemp show. Appreciate you having me on and you know living in Colorado is really a, a great place to be if you want to be in the cannabis industry Absolutely. and and that's in whatever swim lane you've chosen whether that's really in the hemp side of things national adult use side of things so I think that this state is definitely a, a leader domestically and, and globally as to how we approach the plant and we've got a, a governor in place now that's really going to take it to the next level beyond what Hickenlooper did who was really kind of you know lukewarm type guy when it comes to it but uh, governor polis i think is is the guy for our industry to really help shine a light on all the different things that this plant can do and he's really behind the hemp side of things which as our Congress guy in Washington over the course of the last six, eight years, he was one of the driving guys up there on the Hill, not legislation to where it is now, where it's actually federally legal. So our industry owes a debt of gratitude to, to Jared and, and his whole vision um, for where we are today and where we're going. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's start with kind of your background. How did you get started in hemp? I know your background was traditionally in music, um, but maybe explain to us how you got here and how you're running the NOCO Hemp Expo. So I did come from the music industry. I've been in the music industry for 30 plus years now, and I really got educated on hemp back in 1995. I moved back here from Colorado. I'm really a Colorado guy. I moved here when I was six months old, so I consider myself basically a native, a Coloradoan. And when I moved back in 95, 
I was always been a cannabis supporter, but I never was really that familiar with all the things that hemp could do. And there was a store in Fort Collins called the Hemper Wears No Clothes. And I go to the owner and I got to find out all the different things that hemp could do. I read the Jack Hare book back at that time. The emperor wears no clothes, and there's a lot of great information, and that has inspired all kinds of cannabis activists around the world. And basically, ran a music company, a production company, doing audio and video production, CD and DVD manufacturing, packaging, shirts, hats, T-shirts, concerts, festivals, booking, licensing. A real one-stop shop for for the music industry, and I did that up until basically 2010, 2011, and that business kind of went away with the internet, Napster, mp3.com, and into iTunes and Amazon and all these digital platforms. It really decimated the music industry, and and I was looking for some other place to take my skill set and, and my passion. Yeah, so let's start, you know, with 2011, you know, with legalization of uh, medical marijuana and how you got into the industry and what you saw for the benefits of hemp at that time. Well, in 2011, I was in the process of transitioning from the music industry into something different as the physical side of the business in the music industry had basically become completely decimated and dead. And so here comes the medical side of things in Colorado that had a lot of momentum that led to Amendment 64 getting introduced in 2012 for recreational adult use. And within that legislation, it would allow farmers in Colorado to start growing industrial hemp. And that really intrigued me and my partner, who we were trying to figure out what type of company we were gonna start after the music business days. And so with that legislation, before it even passed in the beginning of 2012, it's like, hey, let's start a hemp company. And we started a Colorado hemp company, which initially focused on t-shirts and hats and, and merchandise and really kind of wanting to create a a merchandise platform that was hemp-based and and use it with the music industry and that sort of thing. So that was kind of the initial crux of getting into it. And from there, we found a hemp paper and started doing hemp paper printing. And then we found a need that there there had to be events and education and people coming together to to discuss the differences between hemp and marijuana and the, the whole education process, not only for a developing industry, but for the general public to to learn what's the difference between the two and that yet it's the same plant, it's all cannabis, but there are differences based on legalities of THC content, which is 0.3% or less is hemp, over 0.3% is considered marijuana. And so that's really how it all began back in 2011, 2012, and going through 2013, 2014. We started Colorado Hemp Company. We started working with other hemp companies and partnering and collaborating with them. And, and then we launched the event side of things with NOCO Hemp Expo in 2014 mm-hmm. to an audience of 330 people at a sold-out bar in Windsor, Colorado. <laughs> to now, after our event uh, back at the end of March here, and that we had to move to Denver because we'd outgrown northern Colorado, and we had 10,000-plus people out at the Crown Plaza Convention Center and it was completely sold out, and we have to move to a venue that's going to be about three times the size of where we were at this year, that's next crazy. year. Yeah, that's crazy. We were there, and it was definitely packed. So, I mean, kudos to you guys. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, thank you. It's been it's been a real industry partnership and, and effort 
there's been a lot of great people come together and people from all kinds of different industries have now descended into the hemp industry along with great pioneers who've been driving this for years and years and years with advocacy and activism and talking to legislators and really educating people that we have to educate. So there's plenty of people that came before what, you know, kind of this new group of people doing a lot of stuff. And a lot of those people are still really relevant today. So it's really been a, an industry wide momentum that has come together and a lot of collaboration all across the board. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm curious, uh, hemp guitars, that is not something you hear about every day. How cool is that? Back in 2015, there was a, I found a company that was making some hemp guitars, and there's been a few companies over the years that have made some hemp guitars, and from a novelty standpoint and a prototype standpoint, and, and I picked up a couple of these guitars, and I had them at NOCO, and, and I kept going back and forth with them, and we finally came up with a, a deal last year for them to start private labeling guitars for me and expanding the type of models that that they had initially started with. They had started with just a Les Paul Jr. and then I got them to make a Telecaster for me and, and an SG model and we're getting ready to, to do the first Silver Mountain Strat for a friend of mine. And, and they're really cool. It's a, it's a hemp bass fiber body. It's a, basically a shell that's, that's molded around a wood core and it has a wood neck and regular hardware and whatever type of pickups you want to put into it. So they're really actually very nice guitars and they sound good and, and you can custom make them. And that's, that's kind of what this is going to be. It's a, it's a custom guitar shop where, yeah. Hey, I want to have this type of model and this type of color and, and these components on the guitar. And we finally figured out how we can start producing these in a little bit more numbers. So we're not only able to produce one every couple of months. So yeah. it's pretty exciting. No, that's really cool. And I mean, how does that feel for you to be able to combine kind of two of these major passions of yours in hemp and music? It feels great. And that's been really the goal all along because I've, I've seen, you know, hemp is a social movement. Um, it's also, you know, it's an agricultural crop, but hemp has got such this social component to it that it can and draw from so many different areas and combine and, and partner with so many different industries. The music industry partnering with the hemp industry or cannabis in general and, and helping spread the, the information and destigmatizing the plant, I just think there's a lot of synergy right there. And we've been able to make a lot of that work so far, and I'm excited to see where it goes over the next couple of years because we have plans to really work more closely with a lot of different music festivals mm-hmm. and music entertainment companies. Yeah, and I saw you were going to have your podcast on it Arise, and I feel like that's like the perfect venue for that. Yeah, well, we've worked with Arise Festival for since they started. Oh, that's cool. the very first one. Paul and Tiero, those guys are friends of mine, and I think they've done a really great job building that event, and they've got a really good message and social consciousness about the event, and it's a no-trace event, and really good energy, good people. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I agree, yeah. And I love that you you brought it up that hemp's a social plant because I don't think I don't think it gets enough credit for that. I think people do look at it as more of an agricultural commodity, but when you look at it at like the bigger scale, 
You're exactly right. And I'm, I'm going to say that I don't think there'll be a single person in America that won't interact with a product at some point in the next 20 years that's, that's, that's not made with hemp, I guess. You know, either hemp paper or business cards or T-shirts or, you know, hemp products. I mean, it's endless. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, there's body care products. you got all kinds of supplements that are out there. And there's still this, you know, what's going to happen with CBD and hemp supplements and the FDA and all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is that hemp supplements are here to stay. There's no putting the genie back in the, the bottle. How it's going to end up in the end, we're not sure. But they're here to stay. And, and deep, everybody, like you said, in the U.S. and on the planet in the next 20 years will be utilizing something out of hemp or a lot of things out of hemp. Yeah. That's, that's just crazy to like fathom really. Like it's this plant, but then it has so many quality, like properties and availability and for so many different things. And it's, it's hard to imagine that almost. It really can do almost everything. It can't do everything, but I think that it's going to be able to provide a platform where, okay, how can we maximize what this plant could do? And then what other crops and what other types of things can we harness to help make our planet and our species survive for longer and, and more healthy and be good stewards of the earth? And, mm-hmm. and how can, so looking at that, we've got the sun that we can harness and we've got wind that we can harness. And, you know, what do we not need to do as much of? We don't need to extract a bunch of natural gas and, and coal and suck all this stuff out of the earth because the earth is a living organism. Mm-hmm. There's been this kind of battle about this for a long time, but it really is a living organism. It produces life. We've got an ocean that's the circulatory system of this planet that really is alive, and we're doing great harm to it the last hundred years. I mean, we've the shit that we've put in the ocean and the atmosphere. The Earth isn't happy with us, and rightfully so. So we need to, as a as a species, make like this conscious decision to to start treating the earth better because the earth is going to get rid of us mm-hmm. yeah absolutely yeah we are not we are totally expendable compared to the earth yeah, yeah. we are and i think that's the human condition that we've all fallen into is that we're all raised with egos and other things and we forget our our point here on earth that we are an apex species but at the same point uh the earth can wipe us free in a matter of days if it wanted to moments moments you're right yeah so let's talk about hemp and and what are the big main sectors right now that are happening it's still very new i know last year that it's finally passed um the 2018 farm bill which i believe legalized um and totally correct me if i'm wrong if any of the verbiage is wrong but legalized industrial hemp across the u.s what are the first main things that came out of that is there you know is everybody rushing to plant hemp now or or kind of what are where's the where's the climate at right now i guess monumental piece of legislation to get signed because it it did clarify finally at the federal level that hemp and they, they removed the word industrial so it's just called hemp now. okay cool hemp is and all of its parts all of its compounds all of its cannabinoids all of its extracts all of its derivatives everything it, none of that is any longer associated with the controlled substances act and most of us feel that really none, all of that was exempted anyway. The intention of what the Controlled Substances was, Act was back when it was done really only called out THC. It never called out any other compound. 
But what this act did is it actually what the, it clarified and codified in federal law that hemp is no longer considered a controlled substance and the DEA no longer has any jurisdiction over it. So now it falls under the Department of Agriculture with the caveat that the FDA, Federal Drug Administration, is going to have regulatory input into how some of the parts of the plant are going to be regulated. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where we're at. There's a lot of interest now that it's been technically legalized. There's a ton of investment money coming in here. There's a lot of people making the move. It's still unclear as to where things will settle and how the cannabinoid side of the plant will be regulated. And that's going to be, it's going to take a few years to figure that out. So during this time, it's kind of status quo. Everybody's doing what they've been doing. And that is selling CBD products everywhere. And as long as you're not making claims, and as long as you have what you say you have in that bottle, and if you say you have 500 milligrams of CBD, and you don't have any milligrams of CBD, then that FDA is going to send you a spanking letter, and they rightfully should. Mm-hmm. You know, there has to be regulation on these yeah. products because there is a lot of fake products that are coming into the market, and it's easy to dupe consumers. So there obviously has to be regulation. There's regulation with strawberries. There's regulation with other botanicals. Everything is regulated in our society. Right. So it's just hemp should be regulated like any other botanical or any other fruit ingredient when it comes to like the flowers. And as far as the stocks and the seeds and all of that, I think that's already done and figured out. It's it's considered grass, generally recognized as safe. And it, that those parts of the plant are just like anything from corn or soy or anything else. So that's that's not an issue at all anymore. And mm-hmm. farmers can go to town growing that side of the plant, which at this point in time is not anybody's focus for the most part. Well, I shouldn't say anybody's. There, there are some, but the, the big focus is all this cannabinoid, high CBD cannabis that mm-hmm. people are, are planting and wanting to grow. So not industrial hemp as much. It's more for the CBD. For the Correct. Yeah. And we're going to come to a big oversupply, and mm-hmm. there's going to be a lot of shakeout over the course of the next few years. And there will be a shift as processing and money comes into the fiber and grain side of the business. And people will diversify and start using all parts of the plant. And you'll see the industrial side and the food side of this really start to grow two, three, four years, five years down the road after this cannabinoid CBD craziness kind of fades away a little bit. I mean, right now it's, it's become really kind of a big fad and everybody's jumping on the CBD bandwagon. I mean, everywhere you go, you see it now. It's all over the place. It's everywhere. Carl's Jr. had that burger, I think. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. I mean, but, but it's kind of sad because I mean, even when we were at the, the hemp expo, there was a presentation where, you know, I don't remember what the stats were, but it was like, you know, most people still have no idea what CBD are. And, you know, even if they do know what CBD are, they're so skeptical about it that they're not actually pulling the trigger and buying anything. Um, so I think that there's still a lot of education that needs to go on with it. Um, I mean, even like with us, you know, 
we're like, oh, we can just take a dropper at night. And it's like, you don't even know how much that dropper is. You don't know how much you actually need for it to be effective. And there's just so many questions around it still that it's got a long ways to go. It has a long ways to go. There's no doubt about it. But you know how consumers are. People will get tired of a fad. Oh, absolutely. And, that, and it's not that CBD just doesn't work or anything, because right. it does. It's a great compound. And does it work better when it's a, <clears throat> a full spectrum or a broad spectrum and you've got these other compounds that work in synergy with it? I would say the evidence points to, yeah, there's greater benefits if there's more compounds working in synergy together and if they're all there together. Um, but everybody's full spectrum is different from everybody else's because, oh, we've got our own proprietary genetics and we've got ours. And, you know, so what are those full spectrum profiles? And there will be a lot of development of genetics and these specific profiles for plants moving forward. So what's going to happen is there's just so much innovation and technology and, and cool things that can really take place in the coming years just all around this cannabis plant absolutely yeah i'm excited for that i'm excited for the industrial portion to take off i think that the cannabinoid portion is, is a huge was a huge uh, passion for mine when i first got into it but i think the other portions like the stock and and making t-shirts and making paper and and getting back and like really pushing rope and things and and all the different botanical things that can come from it i mean like we'd have hemp seed protein every single morning usually for our breakfast and there's so many other avenues to this that I can't wait until the focus is put back on those things. The it's like the broader kind of focus to what hemp really is, besides just the cannabinoids, I guess. So hold out for I that, folks, completely. if you're listening. I, that's why you know NoCo Hemp Expo and Southern Hemp Expo and Hemp on the Slope. All the events that we do, really, they're hemp events. They're not CBD events. Yeah. And why CBD exhibitors or CBD companies may fill up the greater portion of everything we focus on the whole plant we always will i came in as really a fiber guy and and then here comes this big cbd cannabinoid craze Um, but i'm really all about the full plant and what can it do for replacing ingredients from corn ingredients to soy ingredients to cotton ingredients to petrochemical ingredients fossil fuel ingredients um timber ingredients there's so many replacement alternatives that him can play a part to. I just see it as being a super exciting the next yeah. 5, 10, 20 years as, as we really increase acreage and put big processing plants in and start replacing all these things that are not good for our planet and not good for our body. I agree, yeah. I mean, I'm super... I'm just now kind of getting into the, the history of our of our nation and and hemp was a huge part of that and i don't think people realize that even in the founding of like the, the civilized world hemp was a huge part of the civilized world and was one of the first crops that was used for trade and in the U- u.s when colonial people came over on the on the east coast a lot of them brought hemp with them and that's a lot of what they traded was hemp and they had their fields full of hemp and that's what excites me is seeing the american farmer get to go back to essentially our roots and plant a crop that has so many different varieties to to grow and use and it's so diversified that I think that's really what I'm excited to get back to is for the farmers. The farmers need a lot of help right now because the commodities market sucks and farmers are going out of business left and right and you've got big ag companies that are buying up all the land and the family farm is disappearing. 
because nobody can make any money. And, and hemp is like the last great hope. And these small farmers in Kentucky and in North Carolina and Tennessee and in Oregon, there's people all over the place that are like it's super excited that they've got a crop that they can actually make money on now. And, and the, the, the revenues per acre are going to certainly drop as everybody starts growing it. But if we're smart about it and we create industry correctly and, and don't crash the market, then all kinds of people can participate and localities that are depressed all over the country can get revitalized because of this plant. Yeah, that would be Absolutely, yeah. I think it's a crop that any of these farmers can just throw in the rotation and, and kind of grow throughout the year. That's kind of my hope. And just kind of plug it in and we just take off and we build the infrastructure, like you said, for like fiber processing and these other things that do it on a large scale. And, and then we're all wearing hemp t-shirts and writing on hemp paper and I'm happy. Yeah, and hemp should be a rotational crop. I mean, we, we don't want to get rid of all the other crops and just grow hemp. We need to have a really good balance. And one of the, the motto for our Southern Hemp Expo in Nashville that we came up with last year, and it's going to be the same thing this year, is bringing balance back to Mother Earth because Mother Earth is out of balance. We have knocked Mother Earth out of balance. Humans are responsible for doing that. It's not just all these other natural things that happen. Humans have knocked the balance out of Mother Earth, and I think bringing hemp back into the equation and, and, and becoming smart about how we grow our crops and if we grow them organically and regeneratively and, and stop using petrochemicals that destroy the soil, kill it, run off into our waterways, go into the oceans, and just wreak havoc on our ecosystems. We have to get away from that. We have to get back into balance, and, and hopefully hemp can lead the way. Yeah. I don't even want to get started on, we just recently watched the documentary on GMOs and why that's such an issue, and roundup ready crops and all that it's no good <laughs> it scares me it's no good and me. you know with science i mean there's some amazing things that can happen with genetic regulation where you can turn things up and turn things down in plants that will make it more adaptable to conditions and and then do pretty amazing things but when you start playing god like that there's you can take it too far and then when you make these things that require chemicals that are toxic to the soil and then toxic to the water and then the atmosphere and life and all of that that's where we've just got a bit out of control i think that science is a great tool to help us figure out how to do things better and, and survive as a species but i think that from an agricultural standpoint with a lot of this gmo and those what's required to put on these genetically modified plants so they grow correctly you know it's just been done incorrectly absolutely yeah yeah i think we got to go back to our roots and kind of do it in a more natural way so yeah cool well we always wrap up our show with uh, a little bit of, of advice for our entrepreneurs and other listeners who maybe want to start their business don't know how or are in it or veterans maybe looking for a little bit of an edge um Morris, man, you have done it all. I feel like you do a lot on a daily basis. Uh, so I think you're a great candidate to offer some great advice to some folks. What have you learned throughout your years of running your own businesses and, and kind of starting up and, and running on your own? I think that the most important thing is you have to like what you do. You need to choose a, a business and a mission that you believe in and come 
coming from the music industry, that's what I first chose. And I got into the music industry. I come from a musical family. My dad was a musician and my brother's a great guitar player and my other brother's a huge music fan and I'm a guitar player and a huge music fan. And, and so my first passion was really music. And I also really liked sports. I wanted to be a professional golfer and a professional football player before that when I was a, a young kid. Um, but then all of a sudden the cannabis thing hit me and it's like hemp could really do something and I think my skill set could do something for this plant and helping facilitate an industry and a movement and me feeling really passionate about this industry has it's it's helped my creativity and all of a sudden it's like well hey we can do hemp paper and hey let's do these hemp hats and hey let's make hemp guitars and hey let's do this educational platform of let's talk hemp and start educating the industry and bringing the industry together so it can educate each other and let's start educating the public and and so what i would recommend is if you're an entrepreneur and i think most entrepreneurs get this i might just be reiterating what what we all know is we should be focusing our energy on what we really believe um to be of value to to the world and so that that's the way i i look at it i want to do what i'm really passionate about and if that can help the world then i think that that I'm satisfied that I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yes, I love that. We just uh, we were at a yoga festival last weekend in Boulder, and our teacher said that all paths lead to nowhere, but the ones that you lead with love will lead to every path. And I think that that's exactly right. Like if you're not passionate or loving what you're doing, then you're not going to be able to be successful at it. So pick something that you're passionate about and run with that. I agree. Everybody plays a role, and what what is your role? Figure out what your role is. And my role is I'm a promoter of the plant and a promoter of the planet. And hopefully, those promotional values will will make a difference in the long run. I love that. You need to have like that tagline on your business cards. That's pretty good. <laughs> a promoter of the plant and a promoter of the planet. Yes, unless you already do, I guess. No, I don't. But I, I, I use that. I love it. It's such a great tagline. No, I well, think that's you. great advice, and I think I think at the hemp, as the hemp industry kind of opens up, there's going to be a an like an endless amount of opportunities. I couldn't even think of like a comparable word because I think it's just endless at this point. And so I think it's smart as an entrepreneur, like Morris said, is to focus on something you're passionate about. Take it, take 10, 20 minutes, take 20 days. I don't know. Sit down and find something that you really strongly believe in. And I guarantee if you push forward, there's probably a need for that in him somewhere. There is. All people can come from almost any industry or probably every industry and contribute to the hemp and the cannabis industry. Mm-hmm. We want really good, smart people with good intentions that that want to collaborate and, and change the world for the better. We need an army of leaders is what we need. People that again, with the right intentions that want to change the world. Absolutely. I think that's a great way to put it. Absolutely. Cool. Well, I, awesome. 
<clears throat> well, thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, we'll keep all of our listeners updated on the NOCO Hemp Expo for next year. I know everybody kind of in our circle is always super excited to go. It's like their favorite thing to do every <laughs> year. So uh, definitely check it out if you're in Denver. Uh, get there early. Last year, like there was crazy parking battles outside. <laughs> but other than that, like it's an amazing event. Come out. Uh, follow Morris Beagle. He's at morrisbeagle.com. Um, and then also NOCO Hemp as well as some other hemp expos around, as well as uh, Let's Let's Talk Hemp, his podcast. So if you want to learn more about hemp, uh, we were just talking before the show, there could be like endless episodes again on the subject. So check out his podcast as well, because I'm sure there's really valuable information there. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And keep spreading the good word. You're going on season six. That's awesome. We're just in the middle of season two, so we've got a long ways to go to catch up to you, too. <laughs> uh, you'll get there. Cool. We appreciate having you on, and uh, and listeners always appreciate you guys listening. If you made it this far, uh, we love your reviews. So definitely, if you find a, a platform to review us on iTunes or uh, Spotify, Anchor, shoot us a review. Make sure to shoot Morris a note, an email. Let him know you you listen to a show and find out how you can be part of the hemp industry and collaborate with Morris. All right, you guys, with that, I'm lit. I'm lucid. And that's it. Laters. Introducing Lit Dispensary, Denver's newest cannabis experience. Ample parking, large selection, the best prices on high-quality cannabis in Denver. Ounces starting at $79, live resin at $20 a gram. Come by and smell for yourself. 1630 Federal Boulevard, Denver, Colorado. 303-455-9333. We have known Steve for over a year now and find his products to be one of the most reputable sources of CBD and other cannabis products on the market. With so many imitation oils being sold online, it's important to source products from companies you trust. Steve's Goods is that company. Steve's Goods is an award-winning Colorado-based CBD company offering organic and locally sourced products at unbeatable prices. Visit www.stevesgoods.com for more info.